It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. In the last What's News episode, I recounted a number of notable events and anniversaries observed this weekend, though I mistakenly omitted the Lunar New Year and the transition from the year of the tiger to the year of the rabbit. That's a sign that symbolizes peace and prosperity. More than a billion people around the world joined in festivities, including in Southern California's Monterey Park, a city home to a majority Asian American community. That's where 10 people were killed and another 10 injured in a dance studio in Monterey Park during a Lunar New Year celebration. It was the 33rd mass shooting so far in a year that's only 23 days old. This time, it was a 72-year-old Asian man who's been confirmed as the alleged shooter. The murderer had reportedly been a regular presence at this studio at one time. The one and only time I'll say his name, Hu Khan Tran. Investigators do not yet know a motive. The same gunman walked into a second ballroom dance hall located in neighboring Alhambra, California, with the intent to kill even more people just about 20 to 30 minutes later. But two people on the scene were able to disarm him, and then he got away. After a long manhunt and then a two-hour standoff in the South Bay city of Torrance, some 30 miles from the shooting, the suspect was found dead of a self-inflicted gunshot wound inside his vehicle. President Biden offered his condolences to the victims on Sunday and ordered flags to fly at half-staff at the White House and other federal buildings. On Saturday, we learned that White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain would be stepping down from his position as President Biden's right-hand man ever since he took office just about two years ago to the day, making him the longest-serving chief of staff of a Democratic president. On Sunday, the name of Jeff Zients emerged as the most likely candidate to take over that role. Zients ran President Biden's COVID-19 response effort and served in high-ranking roles in the Obama administration. Klain is expected to step down soon after Biden's State of the Union address, scheduled for February 7th. Thousands of people participated in women's marches demanding abortion rights around the country on Sunday, the day that marked the 50th anniversary of the Roe v. Wade Supreme Court decision that the current extreme court overturned last year. Organizers concentrated their efforts on the more than a dozen states that have increased abortion restrictions or banned abortions outright since that ruling. The main march this year was held in Wisconsin, where an upcoming state Supreme Court election could determine the balance of power on the court and the future of abortion rights in that state. But there were rallies in dozens of cities, including Florida's state capital of Tallahassee, where Vice President Kamala Harris gave an impassioned speech. In it, she announced that President Biden will sign a presidential memorandum to further protect access to abortion medication for women across the country. Well, it's now official. Democratic Congressman Ruben Gallego has announced he will run for the Arizona Senate seat currently held by Kirsten Sinema. Gallego is a member of the House Progressive Caucus. He cited Sinema's record as an impetus for his run after she switched from Democrat to Independent late last year. Cinema hasn't announced whether or not she'll seek re-election in 2024, but we know it will be a highly competitive contest. Today's Florida update shows that Governor DeSantis is a loser again. A federal judge on Friday ruled that the Florida governor 
violated the Constitution when he suspended former Hillsborough County State Attorney Andrew Warren. But the judge said he didn't have the authority to reinstate the twice-elected Democrat. In a nearly 60-page ruling, U.S. District Judge Robert Hinkle overwhelmingly sided with Warren, who was fired by DeSantis in August after he pledged not to prosecute women for violating Florida's recently enacted bans on abortion after 15 weeks of pregnancy. This one's not over. Stay tuned. And then we go up to New York, where Congressman George Santos appears to have confirmed that it was him dressed in drag in Brazil. He finally had to fess up after a Brazilian drag performer claimed that he had performed in Brazil as a drag queen named Katara. Santos saying, quote, I was young and I had fun at a festival. Sue me for having a life. <laughs> All righty then. Meanwhile, Huffington Post has compiled a long list of things Santos has lied about, well, that we know about so far. They include his name. George Santos has also gone by Anthony Santos, George DeVolder, Anthony Zabrowski, and George Anthony Santos DeVolder, among others. His heritage. After identifying himself as a proud American Jew in campaign materials, he then told the New York Post that he never claimed to be Jewish, said he was Jew-ish, that he's a descendant of Holocaust survivors from Ukraine, that his mother was in the Twin Towers on 9-11, that his mother was the first female executive at a major financial institution. He lied about how he paid for his campaign and an alleged $750,000 salary from a company called the DeVolder Organization, that he worked in finance for his family's business, that his family had a fortune in real estate, that four of his employees died in the Pulse nightclub shooting, that he went to an elite New York City prep school, that he graduated from college, that he was a college volleyball star, that he worked for Goldman Sachs and Citigroup, that he ran an animal charity, and that he didn't swindle a homeless veteran with a sick dog. And he lied when he said he never performed in Brazil as a drag queen called Katara. And that's what we know so far. Well, today's the day the IRS begins accepting 2022 federal income tax returns. But don't stress, you have until... April 18th to file. And finally, better late than never, Buzz Aldrin, the second man to ever walk on the moon back in 1969, married his sweetheart, Anka Fauer, in Los Angeles. As Aldrin tweeted photos of them from the private ceremony, he said that the two of them were, quote, as excited as eloping teenagers. Aldrin wed his 63-year-old bride on his 93rd birthday. Way to go, Buzz. And that's just a bit of what's news for now. I'm Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports and the Nicole Sandler Show, I hope you'll consider making a contribution. My work is listener supported and I can't do it without your help. Find out more at NicoleSandler.com and please click on a donate button. 